are listening to the Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 159. Recently, I was surprised to learn that one third of Americans are living with extreme stress. And sadly, this effect has only been compounded by the pandemic. This has left millions of people like you and me trying to figure out how to cope with the ever-increasing pressures from work and life. And trust me, I know all about it. One day, I had tried some meds by Stello when I was at work because I was super stressed dealing with some difficult kids. One kid actually bit me so hard and it took everything inside of me not to lose my cool. So I went back to my my office, popped two minutes, and after 10 minutes, my nerves were calm and I didn't feel like I needed to go home and have a glass or two of wine. Powered by CBD, Stella Mints helped me to feel calm and clear-minded throughout my day, no matter how hectic things get. Each tin contains 30 mints total, and they come in three delicious flavors. And now for a limited time, you can get 15% off Stella Mints and give them a try. Simply go over to stellamints.com slash real and use the coupon code real. That's Stello, S-T-E-L-L-O, mints.com slash real and use the coupon code real for 15% off. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. Super excited for this particular episode. Today, I have Sue and Amy on who are going to be sharing with us some tips when it comes to parental leave here in the United States. One thing that I am a little bit ashamed of is that in particular in the United States, there is no paid maternity leave. And mothers will be stressed trying to figure out how to take time off, how to even afford time off, um, and also thinking about, you know, how they can take time off without being penalized or being um, sabotaged when it comes to their job and coming back from maternity leave. So I'm super excited to have Amy and Sue on from the Center of Parental Leave Leadership. And today they're going to be sharing a lot of really, really good information. In particular, they start by sharing with us how things are looking right now in the country. And at the time of this recording, things are still in the process. I'm hoping that things have changed a little bit more and we're getting closer to having a federal paid leave policy. But they also shared with us what we can do to start to negotiate this major life change and They share with us what we need to start negotiating when it comes to this major life and career transition, because a lot of times it will be looked at as an inconvenience when we get pregnant and need to take maternity leave, but it doesn't have to be that way. And Sue and Amy share how it's actually a really good thing that we need to take maternity leave. And then lastly, they share with us some of the top things that we should be doing before and after we return from maternity leave so that we can set ourselves up to continue to move up when it comes to our career. Because if you are anything like me, I know that as a working mom, you care about your job and want to make sure that not only are you able to financially support your family, but you also have a career that you enjoy and um, something that you are looking forward to when you come back. So Definitely want to make sure that you listen to this if you are expecting, planning on having a child, or you know someone that's going to be having a child here soon, you got to listen to this episode. The ladies share some gems that I think are just so, so good. And like I said, I wish I would have known about this uh, before, but 
but it's okay because now you're going to hear about it and you're going to know how to set yourself up for an awesome maternity leave and an awesome return from maternity leave. So let us go ahead and jump on into this week's episode because I don't want to ramble on anymore. I want you to hear all this wonderful goodness. So let's go ahead and jump on in. All right. So today I have two awesome guests on the podcast. I am like super pumped about that because I think this is a first for real happy mom, but I have Sue and Amy on. So welcome both of you to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Yes. I'm excited to talk to both of you because like we were talking about before I hit record, I was just kind of sharing some of my experiences when it comes to parental leave and just taking time off um, while I was having my kids. Um, And even though my kids are a lot older, I really think that this message is something that we need to get out to more moms and the secret doesn't need to be kept to myself. So that's why we um, have these wonderful ladies on today on the podcast to talk about how we can set ourselves up for a parental leave um, and not be all stressed and, and, and worried and actually have time to enjoy it too as well. So before we jump into that, um, Amy and Sue, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about you and what you do. My name is Amy Beacom. I am the founder and CEO of the Center for Parental Leave Leadership. Um, We are the first consulting company in the country to focus exclusively on parental leave, and we're about seven years old. We do everything from policy to practice, um, coaching, assessment, research for companies, um, coaching for employees, training for managers, anything to do with parental leave, figuring out how to do it within your company or how to do it as an individual. Um, we're, we do it. And uh, I come from a background of executive development, leadership and coaching. And when I had my first child, I was really blown away by the experience and transitioned my work into focusing on creating a field of parental leave coaching. Um, So that is a little bit about me. Uh, I'm Sue Campbell, and I'm the communications director for the Center for Parental Leave Leadership. And I started working with Amy uh, right before I got pregnant with my second child um, and learned a lot about how I could shift the experience that I had with my first child with my second child through working with her and was able to really take charge of that second leave experience and have just been wonderfully excited about the possibilities that exist to improve parental leave in this country. And Amy is a very futuristic thinker. So seeing what is possible through her visionary eyes is very, very exciting. And we have, you know, all of the tools um, that we use in other areas of our lives, we can apply to this time frame, and we can start to, you know, manage up as expecting parents and as dedicated working people to show the country a better way, right? Because we're still waiting for systemic change. It's starting to be in process, but everybody has a role to play in that, just like with any other social issue. Yes, definitely. And one of the other things that I was sharing with you is about my two very different experiences with my two children. So for my first son, I literally had him 
oh, probably six months after I graduated dental school. So I'm a brand new dentist mm. and I'm having mm. a baby. And that was <laughs> another thing. I know my employers are probably mad at me, like, cause I hid my pregnancy <laughs> and I didn't tell them, but I needed a job. Like, yeah, come on. I'm just like, <laughs> You're not alone. You're <laughs> yeah, not so, alone. <laughs> I had my son and the first question they asked me was like, are you coming back? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm coming back. Like I need a job. I need to pay me mm-hmm. bills. <laughs> like I just graduated school and I got student loans. And so literally six months to the day I was back to work and I felt like it was all too soon. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me um, to go back to work. Like I cried every day. I think that's yep. a lot of moms, but cried yeah. every day and felt guilty and went through the whole, whole um, experience of just feeling like, you know, I didn't do enough. So when I got pregnant with my second son, I was like, I am not doing that over again. Um, so I made sure that I set myself up so that I could take the full three months if I wanted to, because I started to go crazy a little towards the end. And I was like, I didn't go back to work. But um, <laughs> if I wanted to, I could stay home those three months. But the crazy thing is, it's like, my parents um, are Jamaican. So a lot of my family members, they would call and ask, they'd be like, yeah, so are you getting paid on um, maternity leave? And I'm like, nah, like that doesn't happen in America. <laughs> what? Like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? about? I was like, no. And like, even some like other people overseas, they'll be like, yeah, so you get paid maternity leave. And I'm like, no, like I literally had to save up three months of expenses in order to take three months off. And that just like was like blowing everyone's mind. <laughs> they were like, what? What do you mean? They didn't pay for maternity leave. And I'm like, no, that's not what what happens. And I learned a lot from other moms like who had to go back quickly. So um, I, I I felt like I wasn't alone and then I didn't feel so bad. But I was just wondering if either Sue or Amy, if you could just share like what it, parental leave is actually looking like today in this country. And we're talking about in the U.S. here because I know I have listeners mm-hmm. all over, but talking about in the U.S. Well, Sue, I'll jump in at any time, but I just... Uh, what you just described is so common. And I think the mind blowing piece for people who look at us from other countries is the same when people here understand what's happening everywhere else, but the U S right? like what you got 52 weeks paid, what your spouse or partner does too. You know, that those kinds of things are just so mind boggling, but we are the only industrialized country in the entire world that, Um, does not have a federal paid leave policy. And so um, in terms of paid leave, we're in a really interesting moment historically, literally right now, the infrastructure bill that just passed the house last week. um, We say, sorry, say what? It passed the Senate in early August. And now this house has agreed to vote on the the paid leave piece. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, um, The whole bill has not passed, but the budget reconciliation process is happening. And it is the first time, if this goes through, that we would have a federal paid leave policy in the U.S. And there's a possibility that could happen before the end of the year. And, you know, there's a lot of hurdles, of course, but it is the part of the bill, one of the parts of the bill that has really strong bipartisan support because everybody needs it. This is not um, something that is, you know, needs to be political. Um, So that is a very exciting time in the U.S. We'll see what happens with it. But even if this version doesn't go through, um, and we think that it is likely to, um, something will soon, right? Like we will have, we will have that soon. 
And there are a number of states and uh, Washington, D.C. who have sort of taken matters into their own hands and have state <laughs> paid leave policies um, either already, you know, in effect or going into effect within the next year or two. Oregon, where we are, for example, has one that's going to be going into effect soon. So it'll also be interesting to see how if we get a federal policy, how that will impact states that already have one or we're planning to have one. And it's also going to be really interesting to see what employers do with that, right? There's been sort of um, a one-upsmanship among uh, progressive companies for offering paid leave uh, when they don't have to as a recruiting tool. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And one of the things that's really exciting for us is Amy said for a long time, like, we will have a federal paid leave policy. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of when, but how are we going to get everybody ready for the practice side of that that's involved where you truly have a family-friendly workplace where people feel empowered to actually use that benefit and they're not penalized for it in subtle ways when they come back. Yeah, you brought up something really good there because I I'll be honest, like even if there was a pay leave policy, like right right now, like I'd probably be scared to take it just because mm-hmm. I know that like, let's just be honest, like I know I'm replaceable and I know that they can, you know, hire someone else. And um and and, and I'm in Florida too. So they have the the whole at will, so they can replace me if they want mm-hmm. to for whatever reason. Um, but I'm just thinking about, you know, the moms who are listening, you know, what are some of the things that they should take into consideration when they want to protect their current and future career when it comes to parental leave? Well, I think one of the things that you have on your side, but it takes some education of the people around you is the incredible growth opportunity that is becoming a parent, right? So I I think we all in the room and Amy said this for years and years, this is a totally overlooked leadership development, personal development window of time. So educating your employer on that, actually, I'm going to get some amazing skills out of this that I'll be able to bring back to the workplace. Nobody can get stuff done like moms, right? (laughs) Nobody, right? We become more efficient. We become better at prioritizing. Um, We know what is important to us. We are not about wasting any time at all, right? We're all about the result and not about wasting time. So going into your leave with an attitude of, I'm going to come out stronger and a, a better employee and a better person at the end of this and really educating those around you that you're really excited about what this means for your potential and for your growth. And how can we set this up so that the team wins while you're gone? Who needs succession planning, right? Who needs to be trained up a little and can come up um, into your role while you're gone so people can be cross-trained? How can we use this to improve processes so everybody has a standard operating procedure manual that you can create on your way out or How can we use this to improve communication across the team, right? There are so many opportunities to use this to just make yourself an absolute rock star at work, right? Not to say again, like the system is broken. It's not our job to like fix the system, 
but going in, knowing that a lot of the load is going to be on you and it's up to you to make the best of it, will at least prepare you to just go in with that attitude and be ready to deal with the rockier parts of it and really try to look for the opportunities for growth and where you can also bring everybody else up and raise awareness around those issues. I love, Tony Ann, how you're asking how to protect your career because there's so many practical things that you could do. And Sue is just going over some of them. Um, and another, another way to think about protecting your career is being in love with your career, being in love with what you do. And I know that's not possible for everyone, but when you really think about, okay, I'm going to be evolving during this time, I'm becoming a new person. There's, there's a whole new me that I can, I can look to on the other side um, that then becomes an opportunity for you to be open to, to that new you. That career may change. That trajectory may change. You may have different values that you didn't know you were going to embrace on, you know, before you became a parent. And so really getting clear on being okay with that, first of all, being open to that, going into it with an open heart, and then getting clarity around your values and what they are can in is a way to protect your career as well, because the what we see happen with so many parents, moms and dads, who, who are just in some kind of a job that they, they end up not feeling connected to after they become parents, that they, there's this thing called presenteeism. And presenteeism is where you show up, you do your work, you get your paycheck, but you really hate being there, right? Like you're just, you're just dialing it in. And so that's the worst place that you, we, we don't want that for any parent. What we're always working towards is this goal of, of happiness in your career and in your personal life and really being able to have one complement the other. Yeah, no, I was just um, sitting here just thinking about that too, because I will say the one thing that one good thing that I've, I've gotten from this whole pandemic um, was that I realized that I actually love what I do um, just mm. because I had to spend some time away or not work as much. So I realized that, but um, I'm just thinking about the moms who, who actually do love what they do. And, you know, they're afraid of either being replaced or, um, mm either, you know, they come back and their their position has changed, that kind of thing. Is there any other things that we can do to make sure that we're protected in that sense? Yeah, I I think the most, I mean, just in a real practical way, if you go in to your parental leave thinking about your return, um, there's this thing I say, uh, the best way to prepare for leave is to plan your return. And what I'm saying is I'm trying to get people to move into that future point and actually plan it. So create your leave plan where you're offboarding your work, you're choosing who you're offboarding it to, but then take it a step further and plan how you're going to pick it back up. Make Have those conversations with those teammates. I'm going to come in. I'm going to take this piece the first week. I'll pick up this next one two weeks later, and then share that plan with your you know, create it and share it with your entire team and your manager so that everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. Then there's no room for somebody to come in and take this piece or start to get too invested in it. And and then you come back and there's a, you know, weirdness around it. Um, So that's, that's one thing. The other thing I would say is 
really understand what you have working for you and against you in your transition. And so um, we talk about that in terms of your assets and your liabilities and how they impact you at this time. And so we have um, a tool called the parental leave transition assessment, which is a really wonderful evidence-based tool we've been honing and refining over the last Gosh, I've been working on it for about 15 years. (laughs) But what it does is it gives you a snapshot of your life at this moment of time and transition in six different areas of your life. Your the situation, we call it the 6S system, situation, yourself, your strategies, your supports, sabotages, both internal and external, and then suggestions is a success, which is like a, a feedback loop opportunity. And what that does is this report, and there's a process to do it without the report, um, which is free on our on our website if anybody's interested. But that um, allows you to say, okay, these are some things in my situation that are really horrible or really great. But look at, I have these strategies over here that I'm really strong at, and I can use those to navigate this better. Um, so being very clear on what you have, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, um, I think is also another way to protect your career and, and grow it, right? Right. Your skill set. And the situation one for the kinds of things that you're talking about, Tony, and that situation S is really important to really think through. Like, is my boss supportive? Is the boss above my boss actually supportive? Or is that person, you know, seem to really target people who take time off and doesn't, you know, they, those people end up getting demoted or somehow subtly penalized, right? Really look at the, the situation and the environment that you're in. So you can identify where are the places where I'm going to need another strategy or some kind of support, right? Take a a cold, hard look at everything that's going on. And then what are the assets that you can apply to that to minimize those liabilities and those potential sabotages? And everybody's going to have a different set of those, you know? Um, I think it's also really important to remember, like one of the things you alluded to, Tony Ann, is when I come back to work, all of a sudden my job has changed. Don't snap to the judgment that that is a problem or that you're being penalized. That happened to me when I returned after having my first child. I was working in a human resources department for a city government, and I came back to work and we were doing the software implementation across the whole organization. And they said, hey, you're really amazing. And your work that you left is kind of handled right now. So we could actually really use you up over here. Right. And so I I could have said, you're taking my job away from me. Right. You're moving the ball on me. I feel penalized. And instead, I was like, oh, this is actually an amazing opportunity. I get to be on this cool implementation project. And I ended up actually getting like three promotions in a row from that one strategic move where I was kind of at a ceiling in the other spot that I was. So remember that organizations are always trying to pivot and address things that are coming up and needs that are happening. So it may very well be that you're coming back and they're moving your job and you're being punished, but not necessarily. (laughs) And even if it is, is there a way that you can like pivot and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to see what, you know, lemonade I can make out of this. 
because you may end up with a boss who's more supportive if they move you. You never know. So I think one of the things that we do is a mindset thing where we automatically tell ourselves the most negative story possible about what's happening. Uh, but having that growth mindset and looking at all of this as an opportunity to grow will help you just cope with those little things that could be setbacks, but maybe not. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love that. And I love how you, you brought in that story there because I was just thinking about myself too. Cause I was like, um, <laughs> like it's not very many people that they can like train up to my position. Like you have to like get like a professional to take over that. So, um, that, that does make me feel better. But I will say when I had my second son, I was in an office where there were three dentists in there, um, myself included. So when I left, they were, the other two were able to kind of carry the load for me and take care of my patients while I was mm-hmm. gone. So it was fine. But now I'm in the office all by myself. So it's kind of different. And it, it it seems a little scary. I'll be honest. But I know if I sat down with my boss, we could definitely, you know, figure something out. Um, and I think a lot of times, um, like you said, we start to to get things in our mind and start to make up these stories when I know like even like with me being in the Navy, like it, the Navy can tap me on the shoulder tomorrow and be like, hey, you're going to be gone for six months. Like you got to go right. because it literally happened when um, the the pandemic was really crazy. Um, there was several of um, of my shipmates that had got tapped up to go to New York literally mm-hmm. in 24 hours. They had to wow. be gone, which is crazy. But anyways, different story for wow. a different thing. But the same thing is, is like, I can still talk to him and we can still come up with a plan. And you brought up a really good point about not letting those negative stories be in our mind, mm-hmm. but have that growth mindset. So thank you. Thank you for giving us some clarity on that. <laughs> now, I just wanted to switch things up just a little bit. I know we talked about, you know, um, planning for the return, but I'm I'm thinking about the moms that are planning for the actual leave. Is there anything in particular that you would say to keep in mind um, for when you're planning for the actual time that you're gone? Well, the the first step, so in, we have the book coming out um, it, by the time this airs, it'll be out. It's called the parental leave playbook. And that actually lays out these 10 touch points that we've identified to be the most critical and common things that parents encounter, right? And the way that you handle them is going to make or break your parental leave experience. So in that first phase of those first, you know, touch points, you're looking at the period where you're at work, but you're planning to be out. So those are, you've got your announcement of how you announce can be really important, but then you get into that assessment that Amy was talking about with our parental leave transition assessment, or, you know, that 6S system that you can figure out on your own. That assessment is really important to do before you try to start making an actual action plan. So taking the time to figure out what's going on, what work do I have? How am I going to transition it? You know, all of those details of assessing your entire situation, and then you're going to jump into planning mode. And one of the most important things to remember about planning mode is that uh, and I actually, we, a military guy who we worked with, Tony Ann <laughs> told us this expression, something about how like the the first rule of a plan is that your plan is you're going to have to make a plan and then you're going to have to abandon your plan. Right. Um, And there's a much more elegant way to say it. That's in the book, but it's totally escaped my memory. I think it was like one of the old generals, like Eisenhower or somebody who had this great 
planning quote, but the planning helps you get into that flexible mindset of these, what if, right? So what if this happens? Okay, great. Right. Um, what if I um, write on my due date and everything goes exactly as I think it's going to and how it should go. Right. And then <laughs> what if the baby comes early or if you're adopting, what if, you know, you have to pivot because the, the kid needs to be picked up sooner, right? Who, or the baby comes sooner if it's a surrogate, all of these, what ifs of what if it comes sooner? What if it comes later? Um, all of these scenarios you can address in your action plan. So you have your main action plan and then you have your contingency backup plans that are ready to go. And maybe you don't pick one up like plan B exactly, but you end up with a mix of plan B and plan C and oh geez, I need a plan D now, right? It helps you think flexibly and be ready to pivot, right? You don't want to get committed to your A plan and then freak out if it doesn't go according to plan. That's not the point of planning. (laughs) It's not about control. It's about readiness. Um, so like on a practical level, and again, in our website, um, when you, if you pre-order the book, we'll send you a, like a big spreadsheet with all of these tabs in it that help you with all of the practical pieces of your planning. How do you hand off your work? How do you plan to pick it back up again when you come back? What does your support look like for while you're out on leave? How often are you going to be keeping in touch with the office if you want to at all? Um, some people do, some people don't. Uh, and it's about what is going to work for you in your particular situation and then what your fallback plans are. So there's a lot of practical steps to that. And again, this all lands on the on the employee by and large, right? You're going to have extra work just planning and getting ready. Um, but luckily your kid's not here yet. So you're still getting, <laughs> hopefully you're still getting enough sleep to be able to handle all of this. But those tools are really invaluable as long as you don't get too attached to an outcome, right? That's another big takeaway of parenting is you can't get too attached to an outcome. (laughs) Sue, I would also add um, just that that reflection time that comes with our fourth A, which is acknowledging that transition to parenthood, like taking that time in your planning to reflect and, and sit with it and think about it and recognize the different... Um, areas of your life where this is going to change your relationships, your roles, your routines, you know, all, all of these different things that make up your day to day. Yeah. The relationship one has been on my mind a lot this week <laughs> of just how different that can be. Yeah, no, that that's a really, really big one, because um, I will be honest with you. I think tell me if I'm wrong, because um, you guys have more than one child, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I know. So, yes, yeah, we, we do. We both have two. You both have two. So we all have two. So we all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one thing that I remember when I had, um, when I was pregnant with my second son is like the one thing that I know it sounds crazy right now thinking about it, but I'm sure I'm, I'm not alone. Like thinking about like, how am I going to love this baby? Mm-hmm. Like I already have one. Like I, I can't imagine my heart like loving another yeah. human being. And then I started thinking about my husband, like, how am I going to love all of you guys? <laughs> I was like, this is going to be like crazy, but it's like something magical that happens. Like when that baby comes and just like, it just all like, well, for me, it kind of just all falls into place. I know some mothers, they, they go through some things before that, but it's mm-hmm. I just like your heart literally just like expands and it works it out. Does. But 
definitely it was a strain <laughs> for us and my husband because like going back you know to the not sleeping thing like mm-hmm. it, it got a little rough <laughs> so it's funny that you bring that up because I think that's something that we don't talk about enough like it mm-hmm. is gonna strain like the relationship with your partner or you know family members who, who may be supporting you and things like that too as well so I'm glad you brought that up yeah, yeah and that there's there are actually two touch points in the book about acknowledging, right? It's like acknowledging the transition to becoming a parent. And then as you're transitioning back to work, acknowledging that transition to becoming a working parent, right? Because those are two different whether experiences. Been, yeah. Whether you yeah. are for the first time, right? Whether right. It's your first, it's your fifth child, whatever. It's different every single time. So you need mm-hmm. to, to, to take it as new each time. Right. And so when you're taking that time to acknowledge, then you can also, you get that value alignment. You're like, okay, well, what happens if I feel like I'm starting to lose connection with my partner? What are we going to do? Right. How are we going to pause and try to reconnect before it gets so far down the road that it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, marriage counseling time. And of course, marriage counseling is always a wonderful option, but how do we catch things as early as we can so that we can keep aligned with our values and, you know, not completely burn ourselves out and still have the kind of life that we want to have. I love, love, love this. And I love this conversation and I cannot (laughs) wait for this book to come out. I'm going to be sending all of like my mom (laughs) friends that are pregnant and be like, go get the book girl, go get the book. So definitely when this book comes out, we gotta get these moms, this book for sure. You know what I also hope we can do is get, well, first of course, get every mom and every dad and every, however you identify person, this book, but we also want to get their support around them this book their manager the book the 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 leaders I mean what we're trying to do with this is really create a common language and a common practice so that we aren't recreating the wheel with parental leave with every single one right as soon as we all have the same processes and we everybody makes an action plan and everybody you know does each piece of it that becomes our process so we can free up our minds to just be present and enjoy this most miraculous time. Right. Um, Yeah. And that's one of the things that really drew me to Amy and her work and becoming a part of the center for parental youth leadership is Amy had this brilliant idea. She's like, we need to go in through the companies, right? Like you spend so much time at your job. If you are miserable in your job and you do not have a supportive work environment, that's a big chunk of your life that you're spending being miserable. And if you're trying to be a new parent in transition and you don't have that supportive culture at work, that's a huge barrier for a lot of people. And they end up leaving the workforce, right? So if we can go in to the company and say, actually, this is not mom's problem to solve. This is not dad's problem to solve. This is something that we can handle systemically and everybody benefits, right? Then we actually capitalize on this period of transition rather than feeling like it's a really big inconvenience for everyone. So that was one of the things where I was like, Amy, that's brilliant. It's not about just going (laughs) in and, you know, handing mom the book. It's about teaching that manager how to support leave and why they should want to do that is just huge. So actually when the publisher came to us to ask us to write the book, it, we were like, can we just write the book for the managers or like the aligned parent manager one? And they weren't quite ready for that, but hopefully (laughs) that will be something we can do down the road because it's really, really important. But I do think if this book got into the hands of those managers at work who wanted to know how to do a better job, it would make a huge difference. 
Yeah. So all the moms, you can get it for yourself, but then read it and hand it to your manager. Yes. <laughs> like, you read yes. this now, please. Right? <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. And I'll be sure to include the link in the show notes for the book. So um, yeah, definitely want to get it into the hands of everyone, not just the moms mm-hmm. out there too. So <laughs> Sue and Amy, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Before we signed off, I just wanted you to either give us some words of encouragement or a motivational mm-hmm. quote, whatever you feel that's on your heart um, for us real happy moms. I just want everyone to realize that this is going to be a very, very challenging time of your life. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it is challenging even when everything goes according to plan. If you have like the perfect vaginal birth and the perfect supporting boss and all of these things lined up, it's still challenging. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong, but there are just so many inherent opportunities for your heart to grow three sizes that it's just worth it to hang in there. And you can absolutely do it. Even in a broken system, you can absolutely do it and feel so much joy and so much love. And, you know, you've, you've got this and it's, Mm -hmm. you can do it. Yeah. Sue, that's exactly why this is on my mind right now is I feel like especially this quote, is speaking to me. Of, um, so let me just say what it is. It's by Margaret Mead, who is a cultural anthropologist. Um, and it's never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, concerned citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that is powerful to me is because I feel like moms right now, especially we need to have each other's back, right? Mm-hmm. The, our small group of concerned citizens, maybe all the parents in the whole world that can be our small group. Right. Um, but to have each other in our hearts and in our actions, especially right now in our world and to, is, um, is healing. So. Well, thank you for sharing that both of you. That was really, really good. And definitely what I needed to hear too. <laughs> So thank you both for coming on. Um, definitely, like I said, we'll keep all of the notes in the show notes. Um, so if you are listening and want to get your hands on that book, make sure you check out the show notes. And before we go, just let us know where we can find you online. If we want to learn more about you, if we have questions or if we, you know, just want to get more information, where can we find you? It's cplleadership dot com and you'll want to go to slash book so you can get your hands on the book you'll get a ton of resources along with the book you get the book itself but then we have a digital access page where you can get even more of the resources that we talked about and I'll put a plug in for the social media because we haven't been strong in social media over the years and we're trying to grow (laughs) so we're on all of them LinkedIn Instagram Facebook Twitter um I think CPL leadership is most of the handles, but you can type in my name or center for parental leave leadership, Amy Beacom. Awesome. Awesome. So I will definitely make sure to include those links in the show notes again, Sue and Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been so so good. Thank Thank you you so much for having us, Tony Ann. And thanks for all the good work you do. I was listening to a bunch of back episodes. I'm like, damn, this is so good. I know. I wanted to listen to all of them. I was listening to one of 
of time management earlier. I was like, no, oh, that I does it for this week's episode of the Real Happy Mom <laughs> yeah. Podcast. Thank to find you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Here this in week. this episode, make sure you head on over to realhappymom.com slash 159 so that you get your hands on the book and learn more about how to prepare for your maternity leave. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. I know it has been really good for me as I have a family member that is expecting and I want to make sure that she is all set and ready to go when it comes to her maternity leave. So I definitely hope and pray that this helps you, helps your family and you enjoy your time off and you return back ready to go when it comes to maternity leave. So that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you stay tuned for next week for another full episode. And if you would do me a huge, huge favor, if you found this helpful, leave me a five-star rate and review an Apple podcast. I'd be so, so grateful and appreciate it. So that's all I have for this week. Take care and with lots of love.